everyone, and welcome to Attendance Bias. I am your host, Brian Weinstein. Before anything regarding today's episode, I want to begin with a message of gratitude to all of you, all of the listeners of Attendance Bias. A few weeks ago, I put out two requests to you. First, I had to swallow my pride. It was a little difficult, and I had to ask for monetary donations. Attendance Bias, or any podcast really, is not free to produce. It does take quite a bit of money to produce each episode on a weekly basis. And don't get the wrong idea, I'm happy to cover it as long as I can. After all, as the listener, you pay for it. Not with money, but you pay with it with your time and attention, and those are, in my opinion, the most important commodities that we have. So I am truly grateful to every one of you who listens. If you would still like to donate to keep the lights on, at Attendance Bias, you can go to www.buymeacoffee.com slash Attendance Bias and contribute anything you can. I can promise every penny will go to the operating costs of the podcast. And extra special super duper thanks to everyone who has already contributed. On to the other request that I put out there. If you've listened to every episode of this podcast, you've heard me introduce myself and the episode literally 99 times. That is because today is a very special episode. Today marks the 100th episode of Attendance Bias. And I put out a request to you, the audience, to become part of the show, as many people as I could fit. And I couldn't believe the contributions, the response that I got. We'll get to that in just a minute. Uh, First, I can't believe that we've been able to make it to 100 episodes of this podcast. From the day I had the idea of starting a podcast about fish and their fans, it took me nearly three months to put together the first episode. But two years later, we're at 100 episodes of Attendance Bias. For fish fans, 100 shows is sort of a milestone. In one sense, it's pointless gatekeeping. As, you know, a person's first show, ninth show, 57th or 90th show could be just as meaningful as their 100th. It's just a number on the ladder. To quote Tom Marshall, you don't have to count them. Just enjoy them one by one. But at the same time, as a culture, we celebrate anniversaries. We celebrate round numbers for whatever reason. You know, a couple's 10-year wedding anniversary, a baseball player's 20th season, 40 years since a classic album came out, and so on. For fish fans who are obsessed with statistics, happenstance, coincidence, and date numerology, 100 shows takes on a significance that could mean everything, and it could mean nothing at the same time. I fell victim to this for sure in my fandom. When fish announced their 2016 holiday run at Madison Square Garden, I took a look at my stats and I realized that my 100th show would be on the same date at the same venue as my first show. My 100th would be on December 29th, 2016, exactly 19 years after my first show on December 29th, 1997. What did this mean? Double rainbow. No, it meant that the fish gods somehow conspired to make this incredible coincidence. Or it just meant that I've lived in the New York City area for virtually my entire life, and it was only a matter of time before something like this happened. Either way, I was so jazzed about it that I began to write a blog called Fish 100. It's no longer up there. It's defunct. But anyway, in Fish 100, I detailed every fish show I'd seen leading up to my 100th. It was pretty much an online tour journal, but it was very detailed. It was very much about my life and what was going on in it at the time that I went to each show. 
in most ways, it was a precursor to attendance bias. The biggest difference, though, was that Fish 100 was entirely about my experience at each Fish concert. Attendance bias, I think, is a lot better because it's about the guest's experience at his or her special show. But how does this 100-show threshold translate to a podcast? The fetish for round numbers holds tight in this case, but again, attendance bias isn't really about me, it's about the audience. So, here's the request I was talking about after the money. For today's celebration of 100 episodes of attendance bias, I wanted to split the stories. For the first half of today's episode, I'll review my 100th show on December 29th, 2016, and then for the second half of the episode, I'm going to hand it over to the attendance bias listeners. So many of you reached out to tell your stories about your 100th show, and I'm thrilled to share all of them, and we'll get there in a minute. But first, let's start with Fish at Madison Square Garden on December 29th, 2016, the 2016 holiday run. Set 1. As you may imagine by now, I walked into my 100th show absolutely stoked. I was thrilled. My memory of it is that there were times when the show struggled to find itself before finding its personality about midway through the first set as the quote-unquote fun show of the run. I especially remember Fishman being on point with some very tasteful fills and Trey still messing around with his tone here and there. Anyway, 2016 was the New Year's Eve run when Fish opened each night with a different a cappella song. They opened this show with Sweet Adeline, and keeping with the statistical importance of the night, in my personal opinion, this was near the top of my list of songs most frequently played but not yet seen on Zizek's Fish stats page. So aside from the musical charm of the Barbershop Classic, it was very satisfying to cross that off the list. Now they just need to bring back Take the A-Train, and I can die happy. Next up was Peaches and Regalia, an all-time fan-favorite cover. I mentioned a little bit earlier that Fishman was on point with his drum fills, and he added a little extra flavor to this version, even if the whole band wasn't fully hitting every note. a mic's groove was next in set one and it consisted of mics into secret smile of all things and then it closed with Weekapog, with Weekapog allowing fishman to show off his jazz chops even more compared to the superb rock drumming he's found in more recent years
After a standard Roses Are Free and Poor Heart, the band played a thrilling 46 days, but what really caught my attention was the follow-up ballad, Brian and Robert. Brian and Robert has held a special place in my heart since it was first released on The Story of the Ghost, not just because my name is in the title, but because it's clearly one of Fish's best studio achievements. Not just the pitch-perfect vocals, but Fishman's delicate cymbal work helped create the perfect atmosphere for a song about misfits and loneliness. But this version, on December 29, 2016, was the first time I heard Fishman abandon that nuanced percussion, and he changed Brian and Robert's drum section into a straight-ahead 4-4 hi-hat and rim clicks. I like it. To me, it was Brian Eno meets Jackson Brown. I wasn't sold, but I've kind of accepted it by now. After Beauty of a Broken Heart and Theme from the Bottom, the set closed with Split Open and Melt. Now, if you've listened to the podcast for any length of time, you know that Split Open and Melt is a feast or famine for me. I've considered it one of the ones that got away in 3.0, but every once in a long while, it hits that perfect line between being dissonant and compelling. This was one of those times. I even looked back and found my notes from that night. And the comment for Split Open and Melt reads verbatim, quote, electric acid jazz in the vein of playing in the band from 1974, highlight of the show so far. It's not usually the case with me in Split Open and Melt anymore, but I'm glad it hit the sweet spot that night. Set 2
The second set opened with Down With Disease, and I found that especially charming because my first show had a second set Down With Disease opener. And sometimes it feels like every show in between the two had a second set Down With Disease opener. This version was especially noodly. It spent a lot of time searching, and it got particularly sedate and quiet toward the end before it transitioned into what at the time I thought was an obvious choice of what's the use. at that time in 2016, I thought they were leaning on what's the use a little bit too much, but I'm glad that they've kind of pulled back from that. At the time, Fuego was somewhere between a jam vehicle and an arena rocker, and this was the first time I felt that the center of that Venn diagram overlapped perfectly. It even matched 46 days from set one and shaking the building. The meat stick follow-up after Fuego was a good party song before the first great segue of the night. 20 years later, into Kung, back into 20 years later. It turned the garden into this weird, great, early 70s rock mecca, as if we were in the song Remains the Same or seeing Stillwater from Almost Famous. Another big highlight of the set came next, ironically and unexpectedly, in Makisupa Policeman. After an odd opening segment where it seemed like Trey didn't have a keyword ready, he tossed it around to every other band member who also didn't have anything ready to say. They kept moving it around like a hot potato. Fishman saved the day by just shrieking, vaping. After another chorus, things did get interesting though. It somehow led into a drums jam. Since 2016 was when the marimba lumina became a pretty common go-to in the middle of the second set, kind of like the Grateful Dead developed. 
At about four minutes, Mike really leads the way when Trey joined Fish on the Marimba Lumina. It was here when things really did get interesting. Sixteen was a kind of divisive year when the introduction of a lot of songs that would eventually appear on Big Boat, the Marimba Lumina, and even the LED light screens all elicited lots of criticism from the fan base. For me, the Marimba Lumina, like Split Open and Melt, was hit or miss. Either it worked and it was thrilling, or it was extra long and there was enough time to go to the bathroom and get a beer, and then go to the bathroom again and get a second beer. For this show, I was super lucky because they both hit it for me. Split Open and Melt and the Marimba Lumina, I don't know if I could say that for any other show in 2016. The set eventually closed with Harry Hood, and my notes from that night simply read, Weak Gloat Stick Presence. Good. So I don't know what that really means anymore uh, many years later, but I guess I was kind of souring on glow sticks by that point. But the point is, after I walked out after the Julius Encore, my mind was racing about what New Year's Eve would have in store for us. Up to December 29th, no songs off Big Boat had been played, which was a portender of the Petrichor gag to come on New Year's. But more than that, I remember thinking that this show was very good, if not even near an all-time great. But in the end, that part doesn't really matter. I remember thinking that 100 shows was an accomplishment, and then my next thought was, it doesn't matter. I hit this milestone that turned over the fish odometer, and now it's time for show 101. But that's just my story. Anyone who has been to 100 or more shows has their own story. And like I said before, attendance bias is more about the listener than about anything else. 
So now let's hear from the attendance bias audience about everyone's 100th fish show. Hey there, everyone. My name is John Prue, and I'm going to give you my quick two-minute recap of my 100th fish show. For me, my 100th fish show happened on Saturday in Watkins Glen, uh, the middle show for Magnaball. And um, anybody that's heard that show knows that that show was one of the better shows in 2015, which was a very, very, very good year for the band uh, with Trey coming off of Grateful Dead 50. And um, for me, that show had a lot of significance because it was my 100th fish show. Uh, I started out in November of 95, seeing my first show at the age of 16. Uh, and then by the time uh, 2015 rolled around, I, uh, I had made it to 100 shows. Um, the other reason it was significant is it was also my uh, one-year sobriety anniversary. And um, if you have uh, spent any time talking to me online or listened uh, to my podcast, uh, Deeper Listening, you know that uh, that being sober is a big part of my life and something that I'm really, uh, something that I, that I do spend some time talking about. And for me, it was combining, you know, my favorite thing in the world, which is seeing live music, especially fish. And, uh, it was combining it with the thing that I was the most proud of at the time. Um, and probably honestly, that first year, uh, being sober probably still is one of the things that's, you know, way up there on the list of things that I'm proud of. So it was a really great experience. It was also on the heels of me moving from New Orleans to the Northeast. And uh, it was only the fourth show that I had seen in the Northeast. Uh, starting out, and I uh, saw a couple of shows at The Man uh, that same year. And then um, and then went up to Watkins Glen for Magnaball with some friends. And it was a great way to say hello to the Northeast. So that's my story. Hey, this is Steve from Conshohocken, Pennsylvania. My 100th show was uh, the Saturday night at Magna Ball, which was an absolutely fantastic weekend. Uh, it was a beautiful day. I mean, you couldn't have asked for a better 100th show. Three-set show, gorgeous skies, uh, and then that late-night set with the drive-in. I mean, what an amazing time. I spent it with a lot of my longtime tour friends. Uh, we rented a cabin nearby, and it was just, I mean, just a remarkable way to spend 100 shows uh you know it means so much i've been seeing this band since the mid 90s and uh just a fantastic and triumphant way to celebrate 100 shows hey this is ryan from dallas and i'm going to share some details from my 100th fish show it was september 4th 2015 at dick's sporting goods park commerce city colorado like so many of y'all i love dick's September 4th is also my parents' wedding anniversary, so I guess it's an auspicious occasion for me, and to get my 100th show that night was kind of cool. I drove to Colorado solo, but I met up with some friends from Dallas who I see shows with. I just like the freedom of being able to do my own thing and just kind of go solo these days. They started off, the band, um, with some great songs, Tube, Ghost, Haley's Comet, Undermind. But what really sticks out to me, looking at the set list and thinking back, um, the bike encore. I'd never seen Fish do that one before. And just to hear a vacuum tune that you've never heard before made it kind of a special fun show. 
I think most of you guys will recall that 2015 is the year that they decided to spell something in the encore. And even though that was the third show of the run and my 102nd show overall, it was pretty special to be at the show where the band says thank you. It was really indescribable at the time, just you know, pure joy. I've seen some great encores before, December 30th, 97 at MSG, July 24th, 99 at Alpine. But this is by far and away the best encore I've ever seen. It was an amazing way to top off the weekend. And I actually watched my friends walk out during Tweezer Reprise, reminding me of how awesome it is to go solo and not rush out and do your own thing as I got to stay and watch the entire encore. Hey, this is Slade from Brooklyn slash Berkshire County, Massachusetts. After 26 or so years of seeing shows, my 100th show was August 11th, 2021 at the Hershey Park Stadium in Hershey, PA. This was my first big show of the pandemic, which made the milestone all the more sweet. I went to that show with three longtime fish-going friends, people I've seen shows with all across the country, including a bunch at MSG. And aside from the torrential downpours that started and ended just before showtime on both nights of the run, the weather was gorgeous. The atmosphere was tremendous. It was general admission on the field, amazing sight lines, perfectly chill situation. Given the chocolate nature of our hosts at Hershey, the boys opened with You Sexy Thing by Hot Chocolate and never looked back. They weaved it in throughout. It is just classic inside joke, old school fish. You look at that set list, it looks like nothing special, but I had a grin on my face the entire night. Fun, old school, jamming kind of fish, walking towards the car on the way out with the instant classic Say It To Me Santos firing on all cylinders. What a two-show run, capping off 100 great shows for me. By the end of this summer, I'll be somewhere around 110 shows. It is all systems go. Fish is on fire. Love seeing it for these boys. Just cannot get enough. Hey, this is Adrian from New Rochelle, New York. My 100th fish show was 1231.99 Big Cypress on the Big Cypress Reservation, Seminole Reservation in Southern Florida. I was with my bro Matt Salito and my bro Giancarlo Nigro and the rest of the crew, which was a large crew. And Matt later passed away September 11th, 2001. He was in the towers working when it happened, uh, which makes that show so much more special. Last time I saw the guy, that was both of our last shows, seeing them live. Uh, but yeah, I remember it was a great time. You know, I had a blast. The weather it was really hot. We had a lot of fun. The music was great the whole way through. It was a lot of fun. It was really great seeing everybody help clean up. Uh, people walking around with garbage bags that even weren't G Crew. Uh, just, you know, trying to pitch in and, and leave the place relatively clean or as clean as possible. But yeah, it was a great time. One of the best times of my life. Hey, my name is JW and I'm the co-host of the Stummy Down podcast. And I am honored to be a part of the 100th episode of Attendance Bias. The story of my 100th show is pretty special. I had been at Magnaball my three shows before, wasn't really sure when I would hit 100, and then Fish announced they were going to be playing in Mexico in January of 2016. 
I knew I had to be there, but it wasn't really about my 100th show as I had been planning on proposing to my then girlfriend, Megan, and I had no idea what I was going to do or how I was going to do it. And Fish came to the rescue, as did a friend of mine, Nick, who managed to get tickets for me so that we could go and have this experience. Megan did a number of things for my 100th show, too. She had a t-shirt made. She got me an autographed poster by the band. She got me bobbleheads of each member of the band. She had M&Ms made with my first and 100th show dates, and she filled the set book with every show that I had been to, 1 through 99. It was an amazing experience. The show itself was incredible. They opened with Song I Heard the Ocean Sing. There was an incredible Sand, which is my favorite song. They played that in the second set, Stop, Start, Jam. Megan had a sign that said, Please play Sand for my boyfriend's 100 show. And it was awesome. But the next day was even better because we were standing on a cliffside in Tulum and I asked Megan to marry me and she said yes. And then we went to another show that night. So unbelievable experience for 100 and just for my life in general. Congratulations, Brian, on 100 episodes of Attendance Bias. So happy to be a part of it. And I can't wait to hear the next 100, bro. Cheers. Hey, everyone. It's Rachel Wesley from Denver. Brian, thanks for having me on Attendance Bias again in celebration of your big 100th show. I'm supposed to talk about my 100th show. Uh, Unfortunately for me, that happens to be night two in San Francisco from last fall tour. So instead of revisiting the events from that evening, we'll talk about um, mine and my husband's race to 100. Uh, so Mesh, my husband and I, we've been seeing shows together since 2013, but had been seeing shows independent from one another in the years before that. So when we added our stats up a couple of years ago, uh, we were neck and neck. Um, I was reigning champion and ahead of him by one show. And I lorded that over him for years, reminding him any chance I could that I was one show ahead of him. Uh, but then summer tour of last year happened. I am a teacher. I had to watch my time off and couldn't take work off that close to the beginning of the school year. So Mesh was able to see two shows without me. And he usurped my lead, pulling ahead of me by one. So as we went into that weekend in San Francisco, he celebrated 100 on night one, and I celebrated 100 on night two. Um, And here we are, late May. He is still one show ahead of me. So I am scheming how I am going to uh, get my lead back. So machinating how to do that. And I guess we'll see who gets to 125 or 150 first, but you can guarantee as soon as I get ahead of him again, I am going to let him know. Thanks for listening, everyone. Hi, this is Adam Jerugam in Santa Cruz, California, and I'm here to talk about my 100th Fish Show. My 100th Fish Show was on January 1st, 2015 at the American Airlines Arena in Miami, Florida. Um, probably the weakest show of the run. The band was a little bit off that night, but the weather was certainly beautiful, much nicer than New York City at the same time of the year. Um, I was with my usual group of friends 
And we were actually on the floor. I was second row behind my wife who was on the rail. Highlights of the show were the gin first set closer and the rock and roll second set closer. Uh, other things happened during that show that really aren't worth repeating. It did take me 23 years to see 100 shows due to my own personal hiatus in the mid-90s and the band's multiple breaks in the aughts. Um, but I should be getting to about 200 shows either next year or the year after, and I can't wait. Really looking forward to it. Hey, this is Seth from Lexington, Kentucky. I caught my first fish show during the Fall 95 tour, and I caught my 100th show on June 28, 2012 at Deer Creek. Being from the Midwest, Deer Creek was sort of our home away from home, our summertime hometown venue, so to speak, um, during the mid to late 90s and the 2.0 and even early 3.0 years. Caught my second and third shows ever there in the summer of 96. And outside of the very first Deer Creek show in 95, I'd never missed a Deer Creek show until recent years. Uh, pretty sure, you know, maybe with the exception of MSG, it's the venue that I've seen fish the most at. So as I was approaching my 100th show, plotting out potential shows that I, that, you know, I could make my 100th. Once I realized Deer Creek was a viable option that summer of 2012, it just made too much sense. It, it was, it was too perfect. I had to see my 100th show at Deer Creek where I'd seen them arguably, I think more than any other place. Um, I attended my 100th show with one of my best friends, Kurt, who I've seen countless shows with over the years. We sat on the lawn, and my two most vivid memories of the show, one, was the heat. I have a picture of my car dashboard that afternoon on the lot reading 112 degrees. Felt like that sweltering summer of 99 all over again, but hell, it's Deer Creek in June, so really wouldn't have it any other way. And then secondly, I recall literally minutes before lights, a girl comes and sits down right in front of us on the lawn with a shirt on referencing the the fact that it was her 100th show as well. I mean, you can't make that shit up. Um, as for the show itself, great show, setless horse dream. You know, I'll sound like a little bit of a jaded vet here. Could have done with a little more jamming and improv, but all in all, can't complain. Got a great show the next night as well on the 29th. So it was it was a great pair of shows for my 100th and 101st. Um, as for what 100 shows means to me, you know, outside of just kind of the badge of honor, wanting to get to triple digits, um, as I started seeing a lot of shows just from a stat standpoint, but really way more than that. It's just the memories and the experience. I mean, there's nothing I love more in this world than seeing that band, seeing Fish, and to be able to do it a hundred times, well over a hundred times at this point, with my best friends in some amazing cities, amazing venues, just traveling the country and the world, seeing this band, seeing the greatest band in the world, in my opinion, um, is just something I'm eternally grateful for. Hey, my name is Sam Bowen from Charleston, South Carolina. My 100th Fish show was Sunday, December 8th, 2019 at the North Charleston Coliseum here in lovely Charleston, South Carolina. I was with our uh, usual crew, the Kill Level Falls alumni. Um, we had some new folks in there as well. My parents came in town. Um, they started going to shows recently. So overall, a great crew. It was a general mission show, so we got there a little early. We were kind of uh, Mike's side, filled up pretty fast. Um, kind of a hard ticket to get there. Musically, you know, being at a fish show is better than not, but it was kind of a little all over the place. Um, one of the fun things was the buried alive eel papyrus you know get a little get a gets a little weird towards the uh the second set there uh, but i always love some uh page synth the boogie on and then rise together you know we were going into the unknown going into 2020 there so interesting uh encore as well pebbles and marbles uh Beneath the Sea Stars, Part 1, Rockin' Isabella, and then Chalk Dust Reprise. Fun fact, my first show, um, the first song was Chalk Dust Torture. So my first show, 
opener, Chalk Dust Torture, my 100th show, Encore Closer, Chalk Dust Torture Reprise, bookend. I don't think many people can uh, say that there. The overall vibe for your 100th show, uh, we made stickers, we made buttons, we had a great old time. It's just the best place to be. I can't wait for the next 100 there. Hi, this is uh, Brad from Durham, North Carolina. My 100th Fish Show was recently at the Wharf Amphitheater on uh, May 29, 2022 in Orange Beach, Alabama. I was with my wife. We had a really wonderful weekend in Orange Beach. Got to spend some time with some friends, met some fun people, as always, at a fish show. Never met a stranger at a fish show. Um, and at my 100th show, we got tickets for the pit, and I was able to get a number in the new electronic lottery and we got right in front of Mike, one person on the rail, basically right on the rail. And it was my first time being that close for a fish show. So to do that on my 100th was really special. The show opened with just a killer uh, character zero that went type two. Never seen that before. And obviously, the the tweezer from that show was really dark and epic. And And being that close for tweezer and tweezer reprise at my last show was was incredible. I will say that the uh, highlight for me was Harry Hood, even though it wasn't the best Harry Hood they've ever played. It was uh, Harry Hood was the first song I saw at my first Fish show back on December 2nd, uh, 2003. So to really come full circle and see Harry Hood at my 100th show and having it be the first Fish song I ever saw live was really, really special. And uh, sharing with my wife was tremendous. We really, really great cap to a tremendous weekend. And I really look forward to the next hundred fish shows. Hi, my name is Matt, also known as the French Dude. I currently live in Panama, Central America, and I am the founder of Footy Kits. My one hundredth show was the second night of Dick's 2018. Uh, it was a great show, uh, although nothing particularly special given the quality of shows at Dick's. I would say it was probably par for the course, which is to say it was a great, great night. Uh, but the milestone for me was particularly special because I was there with almost my entire fish crew, and we were celebrating our 20th anniversary. We all met online in 1998 on Andy Gale's fish board, and our first in-person meetup was the uh, Worcester 98 run. So here we were at Dick's celebrating 20 years of catching fish shows all together, all over the country, coming in from all corners of the country and beyond. And for the occasion, I'd made two sets of personalized soccer jerseys for everyone. Given that we were celebrating uh, at Dick's uh, soccer venue, it seemed pretty appropriate. <clears throat> and uh, night two was the night we all wore them together on the field. Now, we weren't the only ones in soccer gear by any means. Uh, I had seen real uh, soccer jerseys uh, all weekend. They were pretty much everywhere, but we were rolling about 30 people deep, so it was quite a sight, all uh, decked out in the same jerseys. People really thought we were some kind of team. Uh, the jerseys overall were really well received, and so during that crazy second set full of Siegs, uh, surrounded by my entire crew, getting down, all smiles, all geared up, is when the idea for Footy Kips was finally fully formed and complete in my mind. So after that weekend, I flew home to Switzerland and got to work designing team jerseys for fish songs. And that's how Footy Kicks was born on the night of my 100th fish show. Hey, Brian, this is Mr. Clear Voice from Portland, Oregon. Uh, pleasure to be back on the podcast. Love to contribute. Uh, beautiful scene you have going on here. I hear we're talking 100 shows today, and I had one back on July 13th of 2003 at the Gorge in Washington. Um... Musically, the highlights for me were 
the segment with Mike playing electric bagpipes in the first set and you enjoy myself closing the set, which is always a treat, particularly so when you're blissed out about your 100 show surrounded by many friends. Um, and then the second set is all about the Wolfman's Jesus Left Chicago. That's a, that's a must-hear segment, absolutely. But the night mostly is remembered for me by what happened at set break. Um, a friend of mine who's close to a band member bounced up and, and told me she had been on stage during soundtrack. And so facetiously, I looked at her and said, what the fuck, where's my all-access pass? Smiling and joking. And, you know, 35, 40 minutes later, as the set's about to start, set two, she bounces up and slaps a fresh, shiny all-access pass right on the middle of my shirt. Um, and that was really a surprise and, and a wonderful experience. And um, so we all got to, you know, rage that second set together. And then as the set ended, I made my way over to where the pass was going to allow me access to certain areas and uh that is where i will stop this story uh you can just trust that uh many good times were had by everyone involved for the rest of the evening and a little postscript my friend katie may who's the one that gave me my all access pass that night has since passed away so i love you katie we all miss you uh thanks for everything over the years and um and thank you brian Thanks for continuing on with this podcast. This is lovely. And uh, here's to the next 100 shows. See you at the next one. Hi, my name is Jason. I'm from Lexington, Kentucky area. Um, so the Deer Creek venue kind of holds a special place to us. It's more so kind of considered a local home home venue for us. So my 100th show was on 6-26-16 at Deer Creek. It was a one-off night on a Thursday, I want to say, so kind of odd, but it was me with my old crew, a couple of guys that took me to my first show and another close friend of ours. Drove over the day of the show, weather was kind of cloudy and cool, ended up kind of raining all that night, but was perfect, perfect night for music, perfect for fish show. We were in the lawn, but kind of hung out what we call the pit, which is the uh, concrete area between the lawn and the pavilion where you can really get down. Um, some of the musical highlights for me that night would definitely been the My Friend, My Friend opener. I was with my friends for my 100th show. That was pretty freaking cool. Um, always glad to hear a tube maze always because that kind of has a special meaning to me and then um the breath of burning debut was always cool to catch a debut otherwise a uh, pretty solid show start to finish great second set i thought too um the hundred show thing to me doesn't mean a whole lot other than just the fact it shows that maybe how great the community and the music is it makes you want to keep going back so it shows some longevity there for the actual goodness of the of the whole vibe and thing so that's kind of what my 100 thing is peace and love thanks greetings attendance bias listeners this is b gets from live for live music and the up full life podcast I'm originally from Jerseydelphia. Uh, my hometown venues are the Spectrum, Rest in Peace, and the E Center in Camden. And I currently live in Oakland, California. Uh, I want to thank Brian from Attendance Bias for allowing me to spin a quick yarn. I'm also a Brian with an I and I. 
And uh, my 100th fish show was January 4th, 2003, Hampton, the mothership. Rolled up to the show ticketless, which wasn't uncommon, but, you know, it wasn't too much of a struggle, save for the random show here or there. During 1.0, obviously the comeback after the hiatus was a different story. I was a little hung up on a girl at the time, and I wanted to bring her to her first fish show, which was the comeback show at the Garden. Um, I had actually gotten styled out with mail orders for all four nights, but I needed to bring her. Side note, she eventually married a Disco Biscuits fan. I actually traded my January 4 and face for another ticket to the Garden to bring her. But alas, I was in Hampton, solo mission, no ticket. And there were hordes out there with the index finger skyward, myself among them. It was a bit chilly. I started to get nervous. It was close to showtime. And the final show of the comeback run. Coming my way from a distance, I noticed was my friend Sean. Somebody I knew from going to Champlain College in Burlington, Vermont. A friend of mine up there, he worked at Higher Ground, uh, the, the OG and the strip mall in Minuski, And he was a close personal friend of Captain Kevin. And as he got closer and he saw my finger in the air, he said, what? You don't have a ticket? And I was like, nah, man, I blew it. I did a trade and I couldn't find. He's like, ah, oh, man, he wasn't yet married. He was like, I was looking for a cute girl to miracle, but uh, for whatever reason, I saw you first, pulled out a mail order and handed it to me. And I was like, really, dude? And he's like, oh, yeah, man, I'm good. Had around his neck on a lanyard, some kind of laminate credential situation. And he's like, yo, I got a roll. Here you go. Boom. Blessed me up. Got miracled, which was really the first time outside of like a friend that I went to the show with that just gave me a ticket. This was the first rando miracle. And it was about as clutch as it gets. Shout out my man, Sean. He's like a big shot at Live Nation now. So he did his thing. And I'm so grateful. Um, as for the fish show, um, I don't have much time left. I won't say too much. And of course, we know those shows were, you know, average great, like fish shows can be, like standard, but somewhat unremarkable. Did have a sweet run of Mike's Mountains in the Mist, Pog, What's the Use, Disease, Fast Enough, Sprack. So that was right up in my alley, as they say. But that's all I got time for. And again, thanks to Brian and Attendance Bias. And give thanks for the fish from Vermont. Hi, this is Rachel Ray from Eureka, California, and my 100th show was on October 30th in 2016, part of the Halloween Vegas run. It was the year that they did David Bowie. Um, I love that my 100th show came on the 30th of the month because I was born on the 30th in November. Trey was born on the 30th, of course, in September, and so the 30th is a really special number to me. Um, it was the only night of that run that we had floor tickets. It was my boyfriend, Lucas, and I, and then my good friends, Keen and Cassie, were on the floor with us as well. There was a really, really good first set, Ghost, and then the second set had an awesome Down With Disease opener into Birds of a Feather. I also love Have Mercy, sandwiched in Harry Hood, and I got that that evening as well. So it was a really remarkable Memorable show. Um, I am on my way to 200. I only have 28 more to go, so hoping to reach that soon, definitely before my 30th anniversary of seeing them in 2026. Fish is just, it means, they mean the world to me. The community is amazing. I've met just the most incredible friends through this community, and the music is just, I mean, they are the best band in the land. 
Hi, my name is Mike. I'm from Charleston, South Carolina. My 100th fish show was October 20th, 2013 at Hampton Coliseum. Uh, the night before, for my 99th show, I might have had too much too fast. Spent the uh, majority of the second set with my head in my hands and uh, just, you know, did not have the best of times. So on my 100th show, I was pretty clear-headed and, um, you know, I'm a big fan of fish covering uh, Hendrix. So the set closer, set, first set closer of uh, Bold as Love was, was a big deal. And then, you know, been listening to tapes since the mid-90s. Um, and Paul and Silas was always a favorite. And, and, you know, they just don't play it anymore. And so when they opened the second set with that, it was, uh, it was pretty special, to say the least, on my 100th show or, or any show. To, you know, and then, of course, the, the famous uh, taking care of business was just so much fun. Um, Piper was huge. was a big deal for me. I, you know, I, my first show was Virginia Beach 97. So, you know, got that first, first U.S. Piper there. And, uh, and then, you know, that second set was just kind of just flowed pretty well. 2001 was huge and um, love a day in a life encore. And, I, and obviously backing up a little, the tweezer was just fantastic. So, yeah, that was the 100th show, and um, the, I didn't go the, the first night, so I got the second and third night to Hampton, and well, I'll just never forget it. Never forget it. Taking care of business, baby. Thanks. Hi, my name is Dom DeLuca. I'm from New Jersey, and my 100th show was 11-19-97 in Champaign, Illinois. Now, it's hard to remember all the details being so long ago, but I did that whole tour with a bunch of friends that I knew for a little while from seeing the band, and then I met so many people on that tour. I was able to see every show in 97 tour, but building up to this one is obviously a monumental show. It's a, it's a big one. Your 100th, you'll never forget that one. But this night was an incredible second set it was a four song second set i'll never forget that this is the must listen show i mean everything on that tour was phenomenal i would love to go back to that era i've seen it three or four times as many since but i don't really count my stats anymore i'm so grateful to have even 10 shows under my belt but the 100th is obviously a legendary one and i'm grateful that 11 1997 was my 100th. Hi, this is John Campion coming to you from Rhode Island. I saw my big 100th fish show on June 8th, 2012 at the Worcester Central in Worcester, Massachusetts. We started off that night on Shakedown Street, and if you know Worcester Shakedown, you know what I'm talking about. First set that night had the free opener. Roses are free into theme from the bottom was a great pairing, but that second set with the down with disease, Sand, and Nellie Kane was where it's at. I guess seeing 100 shows to me... Uh, means I'm very thankful for the opportunity to see 100 shows, all the amazing people I've met along the way, all the new friends, and all the new and interesting places I would have never been to see before if it wasn't for fish. Congrats, Attendance Bias, on your 100th episode. 
Hey, what's up? This is Josh Rose out of Venice Beach, California. My 100th show was Charleston 2019, the Friday night show. Um, they played a really awesome sense, and I got a Lizards at my 100th show, and Lizards has always been uh, my favorite song, um, and uh, I haven't seen one since New Year's Eve 2013, so it was really special to see that. And it, at the time, it was also a hometown show because I lived in Charleston for uh, 10 years, and um, I will always remember it. Thank you, Fish, for the incredible ride. Hi, my name is Sierra Beal. I'm from Oregon. My 100th fish show was last year on October 19th, 2021. I've been seeing fish since 1994. Um, I took a hiatus kind of when the band did from 2003 um, up until 2014. Um, my show back was also in Eugene at the Matthew Knight Arena, um, the same where my 100th show was. I called that my back on the train show. So it was only fitting that my 100th show would be in Eugene at the same venue. Um, the show was magical. I made stickers to, to pass out um, celebrating my 100th show. We got there early and got a poster, and I met people that were right up front. Um, and so during a couple of songs, they let me come up and be right in front of Trey and, you know, Trey and I vibed. He did the whole, you know, when he, he zones in on someone and, and plays his guitar, it was magical. Um, yeah, so that's my story. It was a great time, and I can't wait to celebrate my 200th. Hello, my name is Hal Hansen, and my 100th show was June 2nd, 2009 at Jones Beach. My most memorable part of the show was actually the If I Could, which Fish played for the first time in 103 shows. Having not played it since June 28th, 2000 at the Garden State Arts Center, which is ironically the show I reviewed right here on Attendance Bias. And actually what makes this even better is that if I could close the first set in both shows, the only two times I've ever done that. How about that for some fishiness? Hey, this is Jake Beckman, and my 100th show was on December 29th, 2018 at Madison Square Garden. No better way to ring in your 100th show than a second set like that. Karini Tweezer, Death Don't Hurt, Very Long Tweezer, No Quarter, 2001 First Tube. No better party to celebrate 100. I was with my friends, with my family, as I always am at Fish. Uh, couldn't have asked for a better 100th show. Looking forward to another 100 in the future. Hi, this is Scott Barsamian from New City, New York. My 100th fish show was July 12th, 2013 at Jones Beach. I was there with my wife. It rained the whole concert up until the encore. It was really windy. It was really cold. We were high up in the mezzanine, so we were actually covered in dry. It was great to see my 100th show with my wife. The first set was really long. The Reba and the David Bowie that closed it out were great. The Rock and Roll 2001 Tweezer for set two was awesome. And right about the time the encore started playing, that's when the rain let up. And 100 shows for me just means that if you do something 100 times or more, it means that you really like doing it. And when it comes to seeing fish, I hope that this streak continues. Hey now, my name is Andrew. My first show was New Year's Eve 95 at MSG. My 100th show was Baderfield and Lake City 616 2012. I'm from the group of displaced deadheads who started checking out fish more seriously after Jerry passed. I live in the Northeast, so it's easy to hit a lot of shows, and I did. Uh, for a while, I was missing the type of magic that would happen at the best dead shows while seeing fish. And then it all changed to the great went during Bathtub Gin. I was taping, sitting in the taper section when that jam kicked in. 
and wow, I've never seen tapers dancing that hard and going nuts in a taper section. At that moment, I knew I was locked in and would be chasing those moments forever. And that is why my Twitter handle is Winchin. I used to be a sad obsessed deadhead and that mindset just started to take away from the actual music for me. I no longer keep any stats, compare set lists, rank shows, or do any of that. Uh, to figure out my 100 show, I just had to go through Fishnet, look at some old stubs I managed to keep, and then look at my stash in Livefish, and I basically stopped counting after I got to 100. There's a bumper sticker that reads one show at a time, and that is my philosophy now. I take what I need to do the rest, try to be there in the moment, and just be present. Uh, memories of Baderfield. It was Father's Day weekend, and my kids also had soccer tournaments early Saturday and Sunday morning. So I made a 200-mile commute back and forth every day for a total 400-plus miles uh, that weekend so I could be there early in the morning for my kids' games. Uh, number two, the music. I have not listened to the show since the day of that show, and I listened to it again. And let's just say 2012 was a rebuilding year, and I was just happy to see the band and spend a few hours with all the crazy, like-minded people for me. Uh, no attendance bias for these shows for sure. Uh, I don't think of 100 shows as a milestone for me because I just had to show up and I don't even keep track of my account anyway. By contrast, your 100 podcast milestone is a real accomplishment. It takes passion and commitment of time and resources to create content. You should be very proud of this achievement. I love your program. Congratulations. Like I said, I don't really know what 100 episodes means or what 100 shows mean in and of itself. If it means anything at all, maybe not. But in this specific case, the listeners of Attendance Bias makes it mean something to me. It makes it mean everything. Uh, in its way, this is one of the most satisfying episodes of the podcast so far because so many people were eager to contribute and so many people came through with their stories and their love, not just for the show, but also for the band, of course. This episode may be hosted by me, but it belongs to everyone who listens to Fish and to Attendance Bias. It belongs to anyone who's ever been a fan of the band and anyone who's ever even given this podcast a 10-second shot, uh, let alone those of you who have stuck around for the long haul. As usual, I'd like to thank Fish.in for the recording used in today's episode and extra special super duper to the moon and back thanks to John Prue, Steve from Pennsylvania, Ryan from Dallas, Slade Somer, Adrian from New York, JW of Stub Me Down, Rachel Wesley, Adam Jerugum, Seth from Lexington, Sam Bowen, Brad from Durham, Matt, founder of Foodie Kits, Mr. Clear Voice, Jason from Lexington, Brian Getz from Live for Live Music, Rachel Ray, Mike from Charleston, Dom DeLuca, John Campion, Josh Rose, Sierra Beal, Hal Hansen, Jake Beckman, Scott Barsamian, and Andrew W., I can't thank you all enough, and I hope to hear from you again at our 200th episode. For everyone, if you enjoy Attendance Bias, please support the show. You can do that best by following Attendance Bias on social media. You can leave a rating and a review of it on any podcast app, and you can especially support the show by financially contributing to the podcast at www.buymeacoffee.com slash attendancebias. Every penny helps. Thank you again 100 times for listening, and I'll see you next week on Attendance Bias. Attendance Bias.